Welcome, everybody, to another edition of the Mayfair Theater Podcast. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. It is, what day is it? Thursday. It's Thursday. Thursday, July 28th. Today we'll be talking about stuff that we're screening from Friday, July 29th till Thursday, August 4th. We're actually in a bit of a, of a rare situation now where we have three weeks worth of movies booked Thank, as we speak. Thanks to uh, Monday holiday and the fact that our programmer is on vacation. Yeah. So, so we've got a bit of a bonus uh, lineup. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll... We'll see how this goes, but we might halt from talking about some of that stuff just so we Maybe can... we'll tease it a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, usually we program week to week, which we've talked about a lot before, which we like doing just because that allows for 11th hour switches. Mm-hmm. And if something does well, we can hold it over for a second week and that kind of thing. Or if something gets canceled, we're not. Yeah. And <laughs> Screwed. So it's, it's funny because we're, we're usually... S- Back in the, not even back in the day, not too long ago, we were used to the, the, the shackles of the monthly schedule, which people were used to and was a lot of fun and you got like the, um, the, the schedule to put up on your fridge and all mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. But having been in this weekly routine for a while, I would not want to go back. No, <laughs> no, no. I love it. And uh, w- whether it be for kind of bittersweet fun things like getting to program Purple Rain at the last minute mm-hmm. or just kind of box office reasonings like holding a movie over for a second week and then because there's more demand for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but as we speak now, if you're listening to this at the end of July 2016, uh, you can go on and check out the next couple of weeks of stuff that we have. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, because like Andrew said, because is it an American holiday too or just Canadian? I think it's just a civic holiday. Yeah, so, so because of that... Just like our distributors also have a holiday, so it's kind of harder to book things sometimes. They have lives, too. Yeah. And uh, that combined with Lee went to New York. Yeah. I just saw a picture of uh, his kids on the, uh, not the Statue of Liberty, the Empire State Building. Oh, cool. Did, did they go for, besides for going to New York? And they went to Trump Tower. There's oh, a no. picture of uh, <laughs> little Max giving his famous thumbs down at, uh, in front of the Trump Tower. That's funny. Did they go for a reason besides for New York? Uh, was it like a, I don't know. I don't know. You can always go to New York, but like last couple times, it's funny. Like, you know, you like traveling to new places and seeing different things, but my wife, Gwen, and I, we're just, we just want to go to New York all the time. Mm-hmm. And we'll see a movie. What was the last, the, the Greta Gerwig movie we just screened? Francis Ha? No, we screened another one after that. Um, oh, Maggie's Plan. Maggie's Plan, With yeah. Ethan Hawke. But she's very New Yorky, and just the simplicity of seeing her and Ethan Hawke like walking around New York, mm-hmm. and just get like, I miss New York. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so next time we go back, though, I want to go in the summer, just because even though I'm not a baseball fan, I want to go to a baseball game just to kind of check that off the New York yeah. list. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've been at winter time twice now, and twice have been screwed for the romantic snowy winter wonderland it just didn't snow it it was nice out like you're walking around with like sweaters on and stuff but but uh yeah so lee will be back sooner or later once lee's kids are back in school too he'll have a bit more free time every time we've invited him to join us he's always yeah busy um being a soccer dad pretty much yeah (laughs) um last night i came to see something that you know, never say never, that we might get back because it seems like it might become a cult thing and if there's demand, and it seemed to do really well last night, but Swiss mm-hmm. Army Man last yeah, night? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what the numbers were, but it was one of those ones where 
I'm sitting up in my balcony seat and kind of checking emails. And then I look up and there's like 50 people in the theater all of, all of yeah, a sudden. Yeah, I had a pretty good turnout on the Sunday night screening and, and the audience loved it. A lot of laughs. We had two walkouts that I noticed, which is funny because it's, yeah, it's, it's not, one of those movies. It's not like Human Centipede. It's not like no. that kind of no, no, offensive, no. but it's just weird. Like it's, it's just, yeah, weird, maybe a little off-putting to some people. And I think even um, nowadays... There were walkouts at Sundance, I believe. That's so crazy because it's such like a, a, a strangely uplifting weird movie. Like it, it's, mm-hmm. it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of cool movie geek stuff in it. Uh, the two actors are great, mm-hmm. and it, it, it's, it's not, like, scary, really, or anything, but I saw two people sitting on the couch, and they got up and walked out. <laughs> and at, what, at what point? It was, I think maybe, it wasn't even that far into it. Like, it just might have been, like, you know, a third of the way through it, and I think they just realized that it was just going to keep getting weirder. Yeah. And they were like, this isn't a Harry Potter movie, <laughs> and they Well, left. it's just weird. It, it makes you wonder, like, what preconceived notions if any do people go into yeah like like if, if they go see something like wild tales or swiss army man are they expecting something like pred- predictable and run of the mill like do they do they know how weird it's going to get do they watch the trailer or they're like yeah. oh well, harry potter's in this well it happens every year at award season right and and i remember it going back um for for in my life as long ago as when i was a kid and like pulp fiction came out and mm-hmm. I remember seeing Pulp Fiction when, I think Pulp Fiction, I was too young to see Pulp Fiction. But I, managed, I was. I, I saw it when I, I didn't see it till it was out on video. Yeah. See, I saw it in the theater. Ah, look at you. And, and I think it was one of those things where I was like, you know, I was close, but I was like, you know, 16 or 17 seeing it kind mm-hmm. of thing. And people back then and people now still think that Oscar means like a Merchant Ivory picture. Yeah. Uh, or Schindler's List. Mm-hmm. And it does sometimes, but sometimes it also means Midnight Cowboy or Pulp Fiction or Birdman. And people were going to see Pulp Fiction and then like shocked because there was like the violence and the, the, the tone. Mm-hmm. And even more recently, like, like I loved Birdman. And I remember when we, we hosted the Oscar party. Uh, a angry older lady walked out. And <laughs> oh, ha- I think I remember that. Yeah, and happened to like brush right by me and go and say something like, "Well, oh, I didn't like that movie at all." And I, I just I didn't mean to be snarky, but I was kind of like, "Well, somebody did. It just yeah. won the Oscar." <laughs> and uh, but yeah, so these movies like like The Lobster or Swiss Army Man, it's like yeah, like like on on Broadway in New York, like if you go see Cabaret you must have some inkling of what you're getting into, mm-hmm. you know, but I guess... But I believe a lot of people really don't. They just, no. they, they, look at the, they look at the stars and go, oh, we'll go see that. They're yeah. judging it by who's in it. Yeah. And they're not going, at, they're not going in with any context. Yeah, but yeah, I, I, I really liked it. And, and, and a couple people did ask via social media if we were getting it back in August. So because of this three-week thing we've done, not right away, but stay mm-hmm. tuned. If we get a, you know, let us know if you want to see it, if you missed it, and if it's available. That is something that that's happened before with a movie of that size, where even after a couple of weeks, sometimes we might squeeze it back in for another little encore mm-hmm. screening. We did that with, um, oh, what was that great uh, Turbo Kid? Right, we right. Ended, oh yeah, yeah. We ended up bringing it back. That did really well, just because people were like, "I want to see it again on the on the on the big screen." But uh, yeah, a busy week this week. I think we have 
yeah, so as of today, we were getting rid of three movies that we've had for a week or two weeks. And so it's five new films coming up. Um, the funny, dumb thing I noticed is they're all the movies. It's the, 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 the... Oh, the, that's right. It's a weird little anomaly where we have five films all with the in the title, which really kind of pads out trying to talk about it on Twitter and stuff where you just mm-hmm. have to, like, drop the the. Mm-hmm. Um, so first, what should we talk about first? Which ones are Audible premiere? The, the Wailing. This is a Korean horror film from the director of The Chaser. Did you see that? You didn't see this one? I didn't see this no. one, but it's apparently very, uh, very acclaimed. It's, it's got nothing but good reviews. I, I think it's, I always kind of classify a movie as a Fantasia Film Fest type movie. Mm-hmm. And I do believe this is one of their films from, I think maybe it was their last year. Sometimes movies take a while to kind of get out in distribution after, after they're at a film festival. Um, so I believe this was at Fantasia in 2015. Uh, it's funny because we're already, we're already starting to book a couple things or, or things are circling of Fantasia 2016 mm-hmm. because I believe the, getting a slightly off topic, but the, um, the zombie film we have coming up. Train to Busan. Train to Busan. Another Korean film. Is that Fantasia like, like today? I'm pretty sure, like right now. So it's cool that we're getting that so fast. But uh, Wailing is, um, it's a big epic of a movie. It's like two and a half hours long. And is it a horror film or like a cop thriller or is it? I, maybe a bit of both. I do believe it's a horror a film. A horror film, yeah. The, the, the trailer kind of hints at, I don't know if there's anything like supernatural in it or if it's just. Um, it looks very, they want to keep it vague. It's, yeah, uh, which is good. It's a little village, uh, a sickness starts spreading in a little village and I believe it's a, a policeman is investigating what's going on and yeah. has to save his daughter. So I think... Very vague, but it's I'm like, sure there's some sort of messed up twist there. Yeah, and it may or may not be something. A monster, monster virus, zombies, monster virus. Something like that, yeah. It's South Korean. Uh, so you know it's good. Man, uh, a few years back, I, I don't think I'm going to get to go this year, uh, but a few years back, a friend of mine lived in Montreal and went to Fantasia and just, like, stayed at his place for, like, eight days. And he was working for the Montreal Gazette. So, it like, when you have a film festival badge, and if you can afford the time, you can just go see, like, three movies a day. Mm-hmm. And in, like, a week or eight days, you're like, oh, my God, I've watched... A, it's just a blur. It's exhausting, yeah. And, and so we saw... And especially Fantasia, you get to see movies there. They do have you know, super mainstream stuff. Like I think like I think last year they had like, you know, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. But they'll have Korean films, uh um Thai films, Chinese films that you'll never see anywhere else. Like unless you really hunt them down and pay a fortune to get like the Blu-ray or DVD off of eBay or something like that. And the the South Korean like horror film, cop film they're, they're great. Like, yeah, it's a bit of a hybrid. It's, yeah. it's like a police procedural, but with horror elements. Yeah. And they don't kind of, even if it's not a strict horror film, they don't pull punches on, on the gore or mm. the, the, the death, the murder. Well, we, we showed, I saw The Devil a few years ago. Yeah. And that was, that was pretty strong. Yeah. 
that was just this, it was this cat and mouse thing, or this yeah. uh, psychotic killer and this obsessed detective, and they're, like, just screwing with each other. I, yeah, and, you, and you're like, are there, are there TV shows like that, too? Like, is there, oh, yeah. Like, are, is there law and order? Like, oh, yeah. Well, those, those, all those procedural shows, they, like, they're getting a little <laughs> grislier. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But, uh, yeah, so Wailing is our, one of our Ottawa premieres uh, coming up this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other is a documentary called The Witness. This looks really good. Looks really good. The trailer looks great, and it's a um, it's a documentary. It's it's a I, I think it's one of these modern documentaries. True often, crime. True crime, where there's recreations. I believe in it. Mm-hmm. I th- it's not like some of that. So there's always this blur now, where I think the traditional documentary was a bit more dry, was a bit more talking mm-hmm. heads, and now um, it's funny. I think it's almost like some some photographers don't like the way that, like, Photoshop or coloring mm-hmm. or computers are used. I think some documentarians don't like this trend of kind of putting in actors and putting in that thing. Yeah. It kind of blurs the... It can get really cheesy, those... Yeah. Like, a lot of those TV documentaries with the bad reenactments with, you know... Yeah. But um, I guess there's a good way to do it and a bad way to do it. But this is like a 1960s murder mystery, I guess. It's this young woman who... What is her name? Kitty Genovese was repeatedly attacked on a street in Kew Gardens, Queens. Soon after, the New York Times published a front-page story asserting that 38 witnesses watched her being murdered from their apartment windows and did nothing to help. Um, And then I believe her brother launches his own private uh, crusade to find out why nobody helped. Yeah, it looks really great. Obviously, a little bit of a heavy documentary uh, real kind of festival darlings, been at a bunch mm-hmm. of fests and won some awards and stuff like that. Um, so yeah, The Witness is our second Ottawa premiere. And that starts up. on Saturday the Saturday the 30th. And what else? So next we have The Innocents. This is a Polish film. The Innocents with a T. The, the yes. Innocents, not Innocentas. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's another film... It's funny, we were talking last time about films with similar names. When you type in that to IMDb, when I was like looking for like a poster to put up on There's Facebook. a horror film called The Innocence with yeah. Deborah Kerr. And we, you always want to be careful because it's happened a couple of times before where we've, we've put a poster up on, um, online. Or, or even there was one, I can't remember the example, but it was, it was a movie with the same title. And the wrong blurb got into our little paper weekly flyer. Mm-hmm. And it was a like romantic comedy instead of a documentary. Like a completely different film. That happens on some of these uh, sites like Flickster. Like it'll say at 9 o'clock that we're showing oh, yeah. such and such a film. But it, Or no, that happened with 3, the Johnny 2 movie we showed. I went on Flickster and it listed this romantic comedy called 3. Yeah. Well, that was, so there's always that con- confusion that could happen. A couple years ago... One of our patrons popped up while I was on Facebook, and he said, "He said, is the multiplex playing the room? And I was like, well, I don't think so. That would be weird. And he goes, you know, one of these middleman websites say that um, at the time it was AMC Canada was playing the room, like, all day. Like, like you know, noon o'clock show, <laughs> three o'clock show, six Which o'clock show. Which would be show. amazing, and I'm yeah. sure Tommy Wiseau would have <laughs> loved that. Yeah. Um, but what it was, and it wasn't the more recent... Oscar-winning Room, there was a horror movie called Room or Room 27 or something like mm-hmm. that from three or four years ago, 
And that's what it was. Mm-hmm. But the, the, the middleman stupid movie guide just found the room and put that on. So there was Tommy's face and the poster. And so wow, I'm sure the distributor of the horror film didn't like that because the teens looking to go see a teen horror film that night would look and see Tommy's face and go, oh, I don't want to see that movie. So we all, it happens over and over again. And usually people are nice about it, but people will come up to the box office and be like, oh, well, your website says. And now you can be a bit snarky about it because you pull out your smartphone and you're like, no, it doesn't. And you point at it. <laughs> and you kind of point out, too, that, well, sir, you're the one person here looking for this other film and the other 50 people here are here to see this. So, you know, so I always say just look at our website. Just go to our website. Yeah. <clears throat> Please do not rely on third-party <laughs> information. Yeah, because those, those other websites are just, you know, hoping to get you to go visit so they can sell ad space. And they're wrong a lot, mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they, they, they screwed me a couple years ago. Like, the only time I don't go see movies here is a couple of, like, the big comic book nerd movies that I don't think we'll get. And I go and use my visa points to go to the multiplex. Mm-hmm. And I really don't like 3D. And my friends and I, like, moved our schedules around and figured everything out. And I think it was for, like, Captain America or something. And we get there, and it's all 3D. And we're like, oh, and it was too late to change our schedules and everything. But... Clearly on that website we looked at, it didn't say anything about it being 3D. So, yeah, always go to the source. Always come to the Mayfair website Mm -hmm. to check out that stuff. Uh, But, yeah, so that's our two premieres this week. Uh, Two acclaimed films, very different. Uh, The Wailing and The Witness. And then The Innocence, which we were talking about, is... um, World War II, set in World War II Poland. And it's it's about a nun, isn't it? It's about a doctor who... um, is visiting a lot of concentration camps. Okay. And then he comes across a convent and right. all the nuns are pregnant. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. That's all I know about the, about the, yeah. uh, the story. But it, um, it's from the director of Coco Chanel. Oh, okay. I remember that. We had that. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Anne Fontaine. So, we've shown her films before. And I think, yeah, this is a 2016 film. So, I think that I read a blurb where, like... Um, this might be the Polish um, submission. Sister act. <laughs> yeah, the Polish sister act. Yeah. It might be the Polish submission for the Oscars, which quite far away still, but for yeah. Oscars 2017, this is what might be their, their submission for that. Because uh, I guess each country gets to submit a, a, a mm-hmm. nominee. Uh, so for lighter fare, because, man, those three movies we just described are all pretty heavy. Pretty heavy. Uh, we have The Meddler with Susan Sarandon. And it's apparently this is quite good, and she's yeah. she's getting a lot of uh, notices for her performance. I saw the I saw Rose Byrne. I saw all of them. I think it's Rose Byrne, J.K. Simmons, and Susan Sarandon. So three really great actors. I saw them a couple months ago making the rounds on the talk shows, and suggested this film that if it was available, I thought would do well with our with our local crowd, with our with our non genre crowd. Mm-hmm. And on the surface, it looks like a bit fluffy, but yeah, Susan Sarandon has been getting great reviews for it, and J.K. Simmons is always good in everything he does. Yep. And I think it's a basic mother-daughter, you know, a, a, a senior citizen-aged mom who doesn't act like one. I think it's Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. very much playing up what she's great at playing. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah, so we have that coming up this week for some matinee and evening it, shows. It looks sort of similar to I'll See You in My Dreams, which we showed. Yes. The, uh, with Blythe Danner and Sam Elliott. It's, uh, you know, she's a, w- a widower 
um, and she wants to reconnect with her daughter. So Susan Sarandon goes from, I guess she goes from, where is she living? I was... <laughs> I got to start reading the uh, plot descriptions. Yeah. Uh, she uh, relocates from New Jersey to Los Angeles to be near her daughter, who she's, I guess, kind of got a right. shaky relationship with. And it's about how they're both kind of coping in different yeah. ways. But um, yeah, apparently she's fantastic in it. And it's tough. Like, it's very true once a woman hits 40 in Hollywood, it's very tough to mm. keep acting. And it's a horrible statement because if, if you look, I, I mentioned kind of Captain America a couple minutes ago, but if you look at like Avengers, all the guys in that movie are like 40 plus, like Robert Downey Jr., Mark Ruffalo. Uh, I, I think maybe Chris Helmsworth isn't, but most of the actors in that movie are over 40. Mm-hmm. And then you look at um, a woman has a harder time being a lead in an action movie like that or a lead in a romantic comedy like that. And you look at some really talented actors like Gina Davis and Michelle Pfeiffer, mm-hmm. and they're still working, but they're not, they're not leading anymore. Mm-hmm. And so Susan Sarandon has kind of managed to keep her claws in there because mm-hmm. she's so talented and she's managed to kind of, you know, now playing a slightly older woman, but she's still making movies and she's still showing up in, mm-hmm. in kind of mainstream Hollywood fair yeah. and independent fair. And like, like you look, Gina Davis, she's kind of disappeared. She she did some TV stuff for a little while. I think she's still doing some TV stuff. I can't remember the last time she was in a movie though. But yeah, it's it's been a while since she's like been in time. been in a big movie because she was a pretty big star in like the eighties and yeah, the nineties. I think it was the mid nineties. I think it's kind of Rennie Harlan's fault where she did a couple of big action movies in a row where she was. Well, the they were star. married. Oh, was, I didn't yeah. even know that. And. I think the Hollywood powers that be kind of went, well, you can't be a box office star anymore. Well, because she did that movie Cutthroat Island with yeah. Rennie Harlan, and that was a huge, huge disaster. Bomb. Yeah. So, and then she did Long Kiss Goodnight. Yeah, with Sam Jackson. Which uh, does have a bit of a, not, maybe not a cult following, but there are people who like that movie. And like Sam Jackson but, did fine. He's, yeah. still, he's still around. But, uh, but yeah, so come check out The Meddler. I think uh, I always kind of, you know, don't like to, to, to classify people into genres, but this is the kind of movie I think I could bring my mom to. Yeah, you know? no, I'd like, to, br- I'd like <laughs> to bring my mom to this movie. I, I always, uh, there, there's certain films, everyone's, it's kind of, no matter how old you are, you always kind of feel like a 15-year-old around your mom sometimes. Yeah. And it was a little while ago, and I'm a grown-up, you know, I'm a grown-up. I'm, I'm, I've been out of the house for 20 years, I'm married. And there was some movie that she heard about because it got really rave reviews. And it, it, oh, what was the one? I can't remember. Well, it might have been the, uh, like, Michael Fassbender horrible sex movie, you know? <laughs> Shame. Shame. Where she probably, <coughs> like, read a blurb and was like, oh, it won an award here. And, yeah. Oh, that Michael Fassbender's in it. He's good. And off the cuff, we were, you know, dinner at my mom's house or something, and she was like, oh, I'd like to go see that movie. And I just went, I don't want to sound 15, and you could go to that with your friends, but <laughs> I'm not going to see that movie and sitting beside you because that's, I, yeah. <laughs> I just can't handle that. And everybody kind of has that story of like watching a movie on on DVD with their parents. Or yeah, on there, with their parents. There, there's this kind of squirm-inducing factor to it. Like anything with sex, it's like yeah, Ugh. yeah. I remember watching God probably on like VHS. My mom rent, and it was you know th- this routine that is really gone out of our lives now. Of like 
when you were 12, like, oh, it's so exciting going to the video store on a Friday night and getting a movie and all that kind of stuff. That doesn't really exist anymore because people just watch movies. They don't have to go to a video mm-hmm. store. And what video store? Yeah, what video <laughs> store. I remember my mom got Risky Business. And I think, you know, if you look at the trailer and even the like, – it, I think maybe she just thought it was like Breakfast Club or, or Ferris Bueller. And it kind of starts off like that. And then I guess like something happened. And I remember like the image of her like putting her hand over my eyes. Like I remember that. <laughs> and then her kind of, oh, okay, you can watch again now. I, I remember going over to my next door neighbor. I was growing up. I was very close friends with my next door neighbor. And we all went over. We'd go over and watch movies, you know, have sleepovers. And uh, we, their parents, rent, his parents rented uh, White Man Can't Jump, which okay. was a huge hit. Just came out on video. We all wanted to see it. Yeah. I actually had the soundtrack on cassette. Oh, wow. Um, and uh, we were all, we watched it. It was him and I and my younger brother and his parents. Yeah. And a sex scene came up, and, and his dad was like, oh, ooh, la, la. Uh, and then he hit the fast-forward button. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's always, that, there's always that option. But if you see it in a theater, you're just stuck sitting beside your mom mm-hmm. <laughs> in the theater. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yeah, so check the schedule for that. The last movie we have is some family matinees. And it's funny, because whenever we book a movie like this, not exactly what might be an Oscar-caliber film, but we have a family audience who, like, who appreciate us booking films like the Angry Birds movie. And so we have matinees of that on Saturday, Sunday, and an early Monday, since it's a Monday holiday. And I know nothing of the Angry Birds. I feel like an old man when, oh, when yeah. it comes to stuff like this. Well, I thought that it would... Like the Pokemon phenomenon. Oh, it's yeah. like, I'm like, ah, kids today with yeah. the cell phones. and the. You know, it takes so long to make an animated film. Uh, you know... It takes a long time to make a live-action film, but an animated mm-hmm. film, you're looking at like five years or so. And I even th- with something like Angry Birds, I think so. It just it takes so long to do the animation, and even at a computer animated pace, when you're thinking, you know, putting together 24 frames a second for an 80 minute movie, it still takes a while. So I thought when I heard Angry Birds was coming a couple years ago, I just thought it was going to be too late because I thought the fad would be over, and maybe the fad is over, but this movie was still a big kind of worldwide hit. Mm-hmm. And maybe it's because it's on the heels of like the Lego movie and something with like a brand doing really well. And I know now that like there's a, um, there's a couple other films of this type of just like, you know, pe- people used to, used to besmirch like Saturday morning cartoons that there were half hour commercials. Mm-hmm. Well, this is blatantly, it's called the Angry Birds movie and it's hoping the powers that be are doing it in hopes to get people to play their video game. Yeah. But it's got a crazy cast. And, you know, of course people take a gig for the money sometimes versus mm-hmm. artistic integrity. But, you know, Jason Sudeikis is in it and Bill Hader, Keegan-Michael Key, uh, Josh Gad from Frozen, mm-hmm. um, Kate McKinnon. So, like, yeah. crazy cast. So I'm morbidly curious to check it out um, just to kind of see how it plays. And I find sometimes in a situation like this, everyone just kind of d- tries their best, you know? Yeah. Like, I, I think they realize they're, they're not making, um, you know, Fantasia or something like that. But, uh, but yeah, so we have that for, for family matinees this weekend coming up. And, yeah, they always do well. And what, what is good is I love getting kids into the theater. 
and it's always a nice heartwarming thing when it's some little kid who it's like their first movie they've ever seen in the theater or something like that. And it's like anything else. Hopefully, then they'll you know come back and watch Iron Giant next month or mm-hmm. some, some or later in the month. Well, I wonder if Angry Birds like like. You take a look at Lego Movie, like before that came out. Oh, yeah. It's easy to think, oh, this is a cynical oh, marketing yeah. ploy. That, that this is just, and which it, it kind of is in a way. Like it, it obviously sold a lot of Lego. Yeah. But at the same time, the movie was a little subversive and it did kind oh, of satirize, sure. um, you know, capitalism and whatever. Yeah. Um, so it kind of had it both ways. Yeah. And I wonder if Angry Birds is doing the same thing. Yeah, I'm curious. Where it's commercial, but at the same time, they're at least attempting to do yeah and i'm not something sure, i'm not sure who wrote substantive. it but um, but yeah if i have the spare time i might drag some of my kids friends along and come check that one out mm-hmm. uh, but yeah so that's the the five the movies we have this week i don't know if that's happening oh, before we uh, have not mentioned saturday night cinema yes. which is this saturday july 30th 10:45 i will be presenting oh, cool. the film the secret film uh, it's free for members if you don't have a membership Come any time to the box office, purchase a $10 annual membership, and it's a free movie. And it's at 10.45, which I like, mm-hmm. because sometimes these midnight movies are past my bedtime. Yes. So starting at 10.45, do you know how long the movie is since you're presenting it's, it? Uh, it's under 90 minutes. Yeah, so, so it's, great. it's not a long one. Yeah. Um, I'm not going to say what it is, nope. but uh, it's, uh, it's a crazy, fun uh, classic. It's um, from the early 70s. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's about as far as I'm yeah. going to go detail-wise. It's not a porno movie. Don't worry. Yeah. If uh, you're squeamish about that. Um, I don't even know if I should say what genre it is. No, that, I think it's given too much away. I, I think you could just say, I think that's the one classic, classification that people always ask, is, is it a porno movie? And so it's like... Well, what I will say is that it's a genre that we don't show a lot of. No, it's true. That's, yeah, I will say that. Um, and, uh, yeah. Come check it out. Yeah, I might. Sometimes I, I miss out on the, these because I'm tired. But this mm-hmm. one, I think I might try to. Man, I like to. Like, so one of the movies we have coming up is called The Fits. And it's. This looks really good. It's 72 minutes. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes people think, oh, I'm not getting the bang for my buck. I'm not getting a two and a half hour movie. I love a short movie. I love. Yep. Uh, 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 once somebody was trying to pick a fight with me on, on the Mayfair Facebook, like this is like five what? years ago. And, and was like, it was a weird thing. And he was like, he's like, movies have to be over 90 minutes. And I said, no. I said, in fact, most film festivals, they kind of look at 60 minutes, which is weird. Mm-hmm. Because you think if your movie's like 58 minutes, pad it out a couple more minutes yeah. and you got feature. But a lot of film festivals, if you're 60 minutes or under, you're a short. Sometimes they have a weird middle ground of like a featurette that's like 45 to an hour or something. But I, like, who watches that? I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, unless you're like a PBS documentary. Yeah. So then I proceeded to randomly point out and thanks to the internet you know like whether it be a horror film like army of darkness there's like a number of woody allen films animated films of course like nightmare before christmas dumbo and then you go back to the classics like the universal monster movies yeah those are all like 70 to 80 minutes yeah in fact i think like dracula and frankenstein are like 65 or the marx brothers movies you know they were all like under 80 minutes so I'm, i'm very looking forward to this and what is cool about it is it means like we have a really early night sometimes where like Fitz yeah. is on at like eight forty five. <laughs> yeah. So like we're done at ten. Like we're we're like out of here. Um, so yeah. So Fitz is one of the ones coming up that's nice and short. So so if you're curious to see what could be told in a hugely acclaimed 
and I'm assuming there's normal credits on it, so probably like even like a what might be a 68, 69-minute movie. Uh, come check that out uh, coming up. And this, it looks like a really strange film because it's about this 11-year-old girl. Uh, she joins a dance team. Yeah. But a lot of the girls fall under like a lot of weird fainting spells, so it gets kind of weird and twisted. Yeah. At first it seems like a coming-of-age story and then apparently it gets a little David Lynchian. Yeah. But uh, check out the trailer on our website. Um, apparently, it's it's a fantastic film. Yeah, and yeah, they get I, film festivals and. Last night, the trailers before Swiss Army Man were the Fitz, um, John Waters movie, which we oh, have, multiple maniacs, multiple maniacs. Yeah, I can't um, wait for that. And Man vs. Snake, all three of which I'm <laughs> yeah, dying look to good. see. And and then we had the little "Don't take out your phones" blurb for Hunt for the Wilder People. Yep, which. I hope everyone comes out to see... Uh, yeah, it looks really good. I have a couple of favorite filmmakers now who, you know, knock on wood for them, are still, like, undefeated for me, where it's, like, Edgar Wright um, and um, a few other filmmakers like that where they've had three or four movies that I like them all. Mm-hmm. And Taika Waititi's one of those guys where th- this is the latest film. The last one we had was uh, What We Do in the Shadows, mm-hmm. which did great for us. So hopefully all those folks will come out and check out this new kind of, I think, like family-friendly adventure film that he's done. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, yeah, so that's coming up soon, too. Uh, you got a ton of stuff coming up, but maybe we could kind of wrap up pretty soon and just save that yeah. for next time. Well, it's all on our website, mayfairtheater.ca. Um, and we're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram. Everywhere. And go to audibletrial.com slash Mayfair Theater Podcast, and you can get a free audiobook. What could we suggest this week? Is there an Angry Birds book? <laughs> Completely unrelated, but I'm listening to the Star Wars Force Awakens audiobook. Oh, perfect. I'm a nerd. <laughs> and, uh, who who uh, narrates that? Just a voice actor. Um, and it, it's not Peter like, Weller or it's somebody? Not like, no, yeah. It's somebody there, there's some of these actors who, who they do a lot, they do a lot yeah. of audiobooks. A friend of mine said, um, I always get the last name mixed up because it's, is it James James Marston's is from Buffy the Vampire Slayer and James Marston is from... Oh. So it's the guy from Buffy does a series of... of um, like Sam Spade kind of detective novels, and my friend loves them. So that's on my list of stuff to check out, is uh, these, not movie-related, but these uh, detective novels. Mm-hmm. I, I like them sometimes, too. Sometimes in, they do it more, like, radio play style, and they'll get, like, a bunch of different people. Yeah, that's cool. Um, but, yeah, I've, I've, I never have time to read as much, and so I really genuinely do love the audiobook mm-hmm. format. Um, and go visit our friends at House of Targ across the street, have some pierogies. Eat some pierogies. Do they have any new pinball games? I've been guilty of not being there for a while because I've been so busy working elsewhere. But the last one that they have film-related that I love is a very difficult uh, Ghostbusters pinball game. Cool. And uh, uh, but Timely. I've been, yeah, but I've been chatting with them about uh, Man vs. Snake, and they're going to give us some prizes to give away and stuff awesome. like that. Um, so, yeah, so look, uh, stay tuned to all our social media for news on that. Absolutely. And until next time, we will see you next week. See you at the movies.